Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. 65780 is your comfort service tax line. From the 314, the goalies suck, the defense sucks, the forwards are average, there's no elite players, they're always up against the cap. It's time to blow it up and start over. Been a great 15 years, but let's hit the reset button for this Blues team. Woof. And with that, we go out to the Brown and Crippen celebrity line to be joined by Jeremy Rutherford, our Blues insider for 101 ESPN and The Athletic. You can follow him on Twitter at JP Rutherford. He's already had a number of good pieces out on The Athletic, breaking down what the Blues did yesterday at the trade deadline. Uh, do they need to blow it up and reset, JR? Is that where we're at? <laughs> Yeah, nice transition. Thanks a lot for throwing that in my lap, huh? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think so. I, I really don't think so. I think, uh, as I've written uh, a number of times, Doug Armstrong's done a great job of evolving the roster, keeping the core, but yet bringing up a second core underneath him, and just keep, keeping the team competitive. And I think this is another example of Doug not blowing it up, not trading. Uh, the, the farm, he talked about it yesterday, first-round pick, uh, perhaps a Jake Neighbors or a Zach Bolduke, and, and uh, you know, giving up what they do have in the pipeline. And, and so now they bring in a, a good defenseman who I think can help. We'll get to that, I'm sure. And, uh, and in the meantime, they can kind of keep things moving forward. And, look, I, I really do believe Doug's got his eye on the offseason. Some things are going to come up, uh, whether it be Tarasenko, Perron. You know, it's going to look a lot different come summertime, and he's going to know what he can be able to do. So, Jared, with Nick Letty, and we'll get into that offseason stuff as we move along, but with Nick Letty, how much, in your opinion, does this move the needle for this team? Because they're not the only ones that got better yesterday in the Central Division with Colorado and Minnesota both adding. Yeah, you're right. You look around that Central Division, and uh, things did get a little better for some teams. You talk about Colorado added Manson, and you look at uh, Minnesota especially, you get Flurry. You know, he can get hot. And then they bring in uh, Delorius in the uh, on the fourth line. He can bring some toughness. And then you look at the Blues, and I think on the surface you think Nick Letty, and it's a little bit underwhelming. But look what we do as uh, media and fans and you know people outside Doug Armstrong's office is you know over the summer we're talking Matthew Kachuk, we're talking Gabe Landeskog, and you know guess what Doug Armstrong does? He goes out and gets Brandon Saad and Pavel Buchnevich. And how did that work out, right? You know, that's been really good. And, and so here, just like he said yesterday, you can't go all in every single time. And he could have went all in. He could have gone out and get, gotten one of those uh, defensemen that we've been talking about for the last few weeks, whether it be Lindholm or Chikrin or uh, Sherratt. But, uh, but what he does, he goes out and gets Nick Letty. And as you guys have uh, talked about for the past couple hours, you know, uh, with uh, Butch Goring especially, you know, Letty's done this before. He's played two. 22 minutes a game for Islanders teams that went to the conference finals. 
you know, he's a transition guy. He's a puck guy. He's a good entry guy, so on and so forth. He might not give you that toughness that we've been talking about and asking for for the past couple weeks. But in terms of the options that the Blues had with the eye on keeping those top assets within the system, you know, I think Doug did about as good as he could here. You know, we'll find out in a week, two weeks, whether Nick Letty can play with Colton Preco. But I think if you're evaluating things as of this moment, it was a pretty good move, uh, keeping in mind that you kept those assets. JR, I'm going to have you put your analyst hat on here for a second. If you were in Doug Armstrong's shoes, was there another trade that you thought would have improved the Blues more and that you would have taken given the asking price for that move? Was there anything else that happened yesterday or leading up to the trade deadline that you thought would have been a better move to fix that specific problem for the Blues than Nick Letty was? Well, I, I can answer the question, and, and I'll do it this way. If you think that Hampus Lindholm you know, can be a guy who fits in with your, your core group, and, and so you've signed, let's say, Shen and Krug and Falk to these six, seven, eight-year deals, you know, if you could get that deal for Hampus Lindholm like Boston got, you know, I don't know that Hampus Lindholm would have signed in St. Louis for eight years. It sounds like he wanted to, to direct uh, himself to, to Boston. Uh, you know, that might have been something where he fits your core. Or if you could get a Jacob Chikrin, although, look, he's not the type of physical player I felt like the Blues needed either, uh, you know, you probably could have had him. But now you're talking about a Blues team today on uh, on this day without Jake Neighbors, without Zach Bolduc, one of them, certainly without your first-round pick. And so to answer your question, yeah, you could have helped out your team more and probably competed, you know, with these Stanley Cup contenders this year, maybe win another cup, but then you get to the offseason, and if you didn't do that, you know, now you're starting from scratch and you don't have that first-round pick in the draft and you don't have the ability, the cap uh, flexibility, to go out and look at the, some of these guys, entertain Matthew Kachuk conversations or entertain some of the other conversations for the players that, that are out there. So to me, um, I really do – I'm able in the last 24 hours to step back and, and see how Doug was looking at it and say, look, we want to incrementally – uh, improve ourselves. We want to help our chances this year, but I really do believe, you know, I'm Doug Armstrong. I can do something this summer that's going to help this team a lot more today in June, July than I could have back in mid-March. JR, for the rest of this season itself, and I know the player has not been himself and Oscar Sundquist with everything that he's gone through, but of course a lot of Blues fans up in arms of, of trading away Oscar Sundquist. It's a tough loss, but in your opinion, what happens now with this identity of the fourth line? Because now you've taken away Oscar Sundquist. You don't have Tyler Bozak for four weeks. Are we starting to see something where Doug Armstrong's trying to find a different internal option or a different internal identity? Or are you surprised that they didn't make a move to fix that role? Yeah, and that's that's something that I could have answered at the end of BK's question, too, is uh, that, that's the one thing. I mean, so you go out and you get the defenseman, Nick Letty, who I, I do think uh, can help, uh, but what about this fourth line? I mean, e- even if you're not trying to make it the fourth line of 2019, like, it's just a, a skeleton right now. Like, tonight they're going to play 11-7 and seven against the Washington Capitals. They called up Nathan Walker on an, on an emergency, so could you have gone out and gotten one of those guys? I mean, uh, you're looking at names. You got Cop, uh, Cogliano, like I mentioned, Delorius, and... Uh, Minnesota, uh, some of these guys. But look at the Blues cap situation. I think after the Letty deal, what do they got? About $790,000 of projected cap, uh, according to Cap Friendly. And so, you know, some of those guys, it wasn't feasible. You got Detroit to retain 50% just so you could make this trade go through, and you had to include Oscar Sunquist in it. So to me, uh, you look at that uh, Sunquist situation, look, he's, like Doug said, you know, probably one of the fan favorites 
favorite player of, of Doug, uh, you know, over the past several years. But you, you look at that and, you know, what, what was the future there? You didn't know if he was going to get back to 100%. And on top of that, he's got one more year left on his deal, and he's going to be a couple years older by the time he signs that next contract. Are you really looking at signing him to another two or three years with those health concerns? So I didn't mind so much trading Sunquist to make this thing happen. But now who is your fourth line? What is it? Toropchenko looks great, but can he continue to play the way he is? McEachern, can he give it to you on a nightly basis? I get a lot of questions about this fourth line and whether they can really benefit the Blues down the stretch. We're talking to Jeremy Rutherford for just another couple of minutes here on 101 ESPN. Find his work over at The Athletic and give him a follow on Twitter at JP Rutherford. JR, I, I wanted to ask you about the offseason because I know that yesterday was about the deadline. It was for the about the rest of this year, but... I mean, Doug Armstrong made it pretty clear. It's also about keeping that flexibility to maintain their ability to play when there's going to be trades that happened around the draft and there's going to be big-time free agents that move around, and he wants to be able to be a part of those conversations. Was there anything in your mind, and this is us speculating, of course, that you thought was potentially coming to the forefront of his mind as he thought about some moves that might be in existence this offseason? Yeah, real fair question, and only he would know, you know, in his conversations. That's what these things do these times of years, whether it be the draft or the trade deadline, is when those conversations ramp up, you know what could be available to you in just a few months. So, uh, you know, I can't sit here and speculate that he knows he can be involved in whether it be Chikrin or Kachuk or, or somebody uh, come off season, but he knows that he's got the, the money to play with, the flexibility, the assets to play with if he gets into that conversation. And that's kind of why, you know, I look at this uh, Letty situation yesterday, them acquiring him. You know, just a quick analogy, you know, everybody'd like to have a, a new patio set and new furniture in the living room and, and a great. I just got yeah. some. <laughs> <laughs> you, you want the 65 inch TV, but you're eyeing the 75 inch TV. And like Doug said, you can't be all in all the time. So at some places, you're going to have to cut some corners if in a few months you want to go out and get the 85 inch TV. So you, you just got to be careful. And, and I think that's the way he approaches trade deadline. Were they in on some of those other guys? Sherratt, Lindholm? Yes, they were. But, you know, he went to the store, found out that that, uh, that TV was going to be $10,000 and said, you know what? I'm not going to do that. I'm going to keep this money. I'm going to keep this and, and we'll uh, try to go shopping in the summertime. So I think that's the approach. And look, we'll see. I, as you heard, Nick Letty is a, a good hockey player and I think he can help this team. It just may not have been the exact type of player that the blues needed. He and I have a different approach. I'd just put that 10 K on a credit card and figure out, you know, I'll deal with it four years from now. Uh, JR, yeah. I, I did want to ask though, because on ice tonight, it does look like Billy Huso is getting the start. Have we seen the, the buy-in now from the coaching staff of who the number one goaltender is with Billy Huso and how much does that tie into the Jordan Bennington stuff that came out from Sarah Valley? Yeah, a couple of things. You know, I think that uh, there probably was some exploring on Doug's part to see if uh, if there was interest in Bennington around the league. I had heard that uh, Toronto checked in with the Blues. I don't know where those conversations went. You know, that's another thing that could be brought up again in the off season. You know, very well could be uh, Doug entertains the idea of trying to move Jordan Bennington. Uh, you look at the situation. You know, I think it's interesting. Huso's been good, uh, terrific a couple games ago but maybe not to the level that he played, let's just say a couple, three weeks ago. You know, I, I think you can legitimately hope that he's going to be that type of goalie we've seen, but nothing's guaranteed here. We were out at practice yesterday and I asked uh, Craig Bruby, Hey, listen, uh, you know, Jordan Bennington had been playing well lately. 
maybe not the same Billy Huso we've seen. Could you see Jordan Bennington getting some more games here soon? And he said, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. So, you know, you know, I think we're going to continue to see this rotation, but this last stretch, it's been a lot of Billy Huso. So we'll, we'll see what uh, Billy does tonight and kind of where that takes that goaltending situation. But, you know, as of yesterday, Craig said he could envision a lot of Jordan Bennington coming up. JR, one more quick one. As you mentioned earlier, Nathan Walker was called up in emergency uh, situations to play tonight. What the hell does James Neal have to do to get a call up? The guy's got 11 <laughs> goals in 13 games. Yeah, and I don't want to be critical of James Neal, but a goal scorer like that guy with his experience, he better be tearing it up. Like, if I don't see he's got two or three a night, then I'm wondering what's going on. But, uh, you know, I just didn't like James Neal the last couple games in St. Louis, and I think that's probably what uh, what, what they remember. Like, you know, I know he's got some wheels, but uh, and it had been a long time since he had played, so there's probably some rust involved there. But, look, this is a playoff push. You're talking 20-plus games, and now you're in a wild-card spot. So, to me – at best, he's a fourth liner, and right now they got guys like Torpchenko and McKechnie that I think are probably uh, giving them a little bit more. They they want that identity with that fourth line. You know, goals are great. Nobody's going to say you don't want a goal scorer on that line, uh, but I think they want somebody to play that style that they're looking for. And right now, those guys are. So it's just a matter of they're young and inexperienced. Can they keep it up? Jr. We appreciate the time as always, man. People can find your work over at the Athletic. There's a bunch of stuff over there recapping the NHL trade deadline, what it means for the Blues, what it means for the other threats in the Western Conference as well. All of that over at The Athletic. You can follow JR on Twitter as well, at JP Rutherford. Thanks as always for the time. We'll talk with you again soon, my man. Yeah, I'll be in studio soon. We'll see you guys.